0: i want to be the best and that's why I play the game. to be the best you have to win
1: and
2: that's what welcome back everybody to another episode of the clutch talk podcast slash youtube slash we do it all as always i am your host john very happy to be here my boy jay his over there in the six what's going on baby
3: hello man ready to talk uh talk some rocket and with our summer league insider we got on today
2: Oh yeah, you already know we got a good Summer League Insider today. But before we check into the guests, let me talk to my guy. Let me talk to my bro, Jr. Jenner, how you doing, bro? Doing good, man. I'm excited to be back.
1: Had to take a little hiatus for work, which was tough. But I'm excited to be here talking hoops with you guys. And what a better way to get back than to talk about the Rockets. We've been a really polarizing team over the last couple of seasons, you know I mean? They were fighting for championships. Now they became a lottery team. So it's a lot of back and forth. It's going to be a really interesting uh, interesting conversation today.
2: This is going to be a really interesting conversation today. And we knew that. So we knew we had to come correct. And we had to find a great guest, man, someone who who knows their sources. They don't just, they don't just say things out of, out of BS, man. He knows what he's talking about. So we had to bring Nima on the show today. Nima, we are very happy to have you on the show. I don't know if you want to introduce yourself to the fans. Say a little bit about
0: yourself. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Nima Javadzada. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at finding nima 23 um, I'm a What's student. At, uh, <laughs> I'm a sport management student right now, um, getting my master's. Um, I was actually at the Summer League part of SBC Sport Business Classroom, uh, and I'm a reporter for Apollo Houston at Apollo Houston. I'm also the uh, host of the Gen Z Rockets podcast, so you can find that. Yeah. Um, you know, all streaming platforms as well. Not YouTube, though. We don't do it all. We do it most.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I feel that well. Definitely, man. If the fans, uh, if you guys want to go check out uh, Nima's podcast, it's Gen Z, Rockets podcast, man. Like how Nima say, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all that, man. So uh, if the fans, if you guys have already did that, man, and you guys already like, comment, subscribe to our channel, man, I think that it's a good time for us to get into this Rockets talk. You guys ready?
3: Yeah, it do it. Born ready.
2: <laughs> let's do this. Let's, let's do this. So, Nima, the first question we like to ask all our uh, fans here for this team interviews is, Nima, as a Rockets fan, are you
0: content with the way the year went? Uh, I mean, you know, from the beginning, you know, looking at how last season, and let's not even start with last season. Let's start with two seasons ago, right? Um, So, in the bubble, I think the Rockets did pretty well. The small ball, like, experiment was an experiment Um, it worked for some teams the Lakers weren't the team for it to you know go up against Russ was injured coming straight off of COVID Um, and I think they made a really good move kind of moving off of Covington who he was one of our more consistent players but you get a young guy in Christian Wood who was really blossoming you have him to pair with uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook and okay so there's all this turmoil that's ha- happening Daryl Morey leaves Mike D'Antoni leaves um, you need a new coach you need a new GM Rafael Stone who I'll be honest I didn't really like the signing at first because I thought they, they really wanted to you know blow it up start new you know really kind of get a new front office and Rafael Stone had been working under Morey for a long time uh, but he had a whole different vision for the team which is you know great to know and I don't think a lot of fans really knew that going into the season. Um, getting Steven Silas, who is an offensive genius, uh, has worked really well with a lot of young players throughout his career. I mean, Kemba Walker, uh, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Luka Doncic. Like, these are all guys who are at the top of their games day in and day out. Hopefully he can get one of our young guys to be that kind of player as well. Um you know, you bring in this kind of like front office around. And I think that that was a good environment to really set a new tone. Um, Especially, you know, even if you kept Russ and kept James Harden, things didn't work out that way. So I I think if you asked me this question in like, you know, October and said, Hey, this is how the season's going to play out. Would you be happy with that? I'd probably say no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But with the way things kind of went, um, I guess, I mean, the only thing, maybe you want the first pick other than the second pick. Um, I think, you know, we could have ended up being probably a play-in team, I think, if thing if we stayed healthy. We went on that six-game win streak, and then Christian Wood turned his ankle, and we didn't know how to play without Wood, and that led to just a lot of problems. You start losing, people get unhappy, people start sitting, more injuries start happening, and uh it just kind of was like one domino after another and it was just a really bad season but um you know maybe if we stay healthy we're like a play-in team but am I you know happier being a play-in team with what would have been the 18th pick so like Trey Mann (laughs) and being like oh well we almost made the play playoffs or like you know being a the, being like one of the worst teams but having a really nice young core that we can be excited for so for the most part i'm pretty happy about it okay and you know nema
2: like, like how you said it was a real experimental uh seasons and and you know as we know like experiments don't always work out and you know it didn't work it didn't end up working out this this year you guys uh, like how you said had a, a one of the worst records at 17 and 55 but, Nima, it's okay. It's okay because you know why? In nineteen in 1982 and 83, you guys also had an extremely bad season. But there's hope because that bad season landed you Junior's favorite player, Hakeem Olajuwon. So that leads you to my next point, Nima. My next point to you. This bad season that you guys just had, like how you just talked about, led you instead of getting the 18th pick, you got – in my opinion, the rookie of the year, the most offensive-ready player in Jalen Green. So, so, Nima, talk to me. Just go ahead and give us a freaking Rockets Jalen Green overload if you want. Just talk to us all about how you feel about Jalen Green. Do you think he's going to be rookie of the year and, and weaknesses, strengths, and all of that?
0: And also, yeah. why you think he's better than Kate Cunningham?
1: I want to hear <laughs> from your perspective.
0: Um. So – I'm sorry, because you you mentioned the Hakeem thing. It's actually cool. Every year that, like, a Rockets legend leaves, like, we have, like, one dual year, and then the next year, like, a new legend comes in. Like, we went from, like, Hakeem to uh, up until, I believe, 2001, and then 2001, 2002, no, I mean, we had Steve Francis. Um, But then 2002, we get Yao Ming, then 02 to 11, and then 11, 12, nothing. 12 to 21, we have uh, Harden. And then, you know, maybe next year we have somebody new. Um, I, when we got the second pick, um, initially I had thought like, okay, maybe Evan Mobley. And I started doing like a lot of draft scouting stuff this year. Uh, you guys can find my big board on Twitter. Uh, I worked pretty hard on that. So <laughs> go check that uh, out. A <laughs> little plug. Um, but uh At first, I thought, you know, maybe Evan Mobley for the second. I honestly flip-flopped between the two for a while. Um, But what really got me is just, like, Jalen Green's attitude. And I know that's, like, kind of a stupid thing to say. But, like, it it carries over. Like, this guy goes out there, and you can, like, the way he plays, the energy he plays with. Like, we saw Scotty Barnes get picked at the fourth pick with, you know, he has great defensive skill. Offensively, he's nothing, really. Uh, He's a really good passer, but, like, he's just a transition player. Um, I love him, and I think he's going to be one of the better players in this draft because of his energy. He got drafted fourth because of his energy. You see him dunk on somebody, he starts screaming, and it, they'll be down like eight, or it'll be like the second play of the game. Like from minute one to minute 48, he's playing at like full tempo. I think the thing with Jalen Green is like he kind of plays not to the, the intensity of Scotty Barnes, but like he still plays to that kind of like level of like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be better than the guy ahead of me. I'm going to go, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the best player on the court where I think Evan Mobley, like he might think that, and he might, you know, be, that's how he wants to do, but he doesn't, it, it doesn't exude in how he plays. Um, and so I think that's like the one thing is whenever people talk about like, Oh, like mentality, like, Oh, he's like quiet, or he's laid back or something. It's like, as a lot, is his play style laid back. Like, If he's taking over a game, I don't care if he, like, doesn't, you know, react to things. But, um, like, Jalen Green actively will take over games with, like, the way he plays on offense. And I think that's, like, just what's polarizing. Um, He also – and, you know, you got to remember it's a business. (laughs) Um, And the Rockets aren't the most uh, well-financed teams. Uh, We're kind of lacking – and also eat at Landry's to everybody listening. Uh, <laughs> but like if, um, you know, Jalen Green's very marketable. He, he comes with the glitz and glamour. We saw how, how he came into the NBA draft with the diamond studded suit and, you know, the grill that he already got. I, I absolutely love it. He's embracing Houston like immediately. Um, he's marketable. Like he, he's going to bring in a lot of, money to the team he's gonna put butts in seats he's gonna get jerseys sold there's already people buying Jalen Green jerseys in Houston like everybody's obsessed with him um so like he's gonna he's gonna be the guy now in terms of Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green you're putting me on the spot Um, (laughs) and I do think Cade Cunningham was the better prospect I do think he probably will be the better player Um, I do think though that Jalen Green is going to be the rookie of the year and I think it's just going to be the Rockets are a young team they're going to be running they're going to be you know the ball isn't always going to be in Jalen Green's hands but he's going to be the one finishing plays he's going to be the one scoring where I think they want to use Kate as a point guard they want to use him as a playmaker he might be the one you know ending games as a scorer but I do think that a lot of it is going to be left off to his teammates and this is a statistics like award, basically. Like it's how, how are your box score stats? And if Cade Cunningham's out there trying to get assists by passing it to Killian Hayes, not a lot of assists are going to be coming your way. And so (laughs) I think, I just think that like Jalen green will probably be keeping up. I do think the rockets will be a better team than the Pistons as well. And we do see that kind of come into the argument every once in a while. Um, I personally think the Rockets are going to be around the 10th to 13th seed next year. I do see the Pistons still like one of the worst teams in the East. Um, And so I just think with all of that kind of combined, I think Jalen Green has a better chance to be rookie of the year. Um, I will say, though, that I think both long term are going to be like right there, neck and neck. And I really hope that they become like a rivalry. Like um, there's already a bit of like drama between like Rockets fans and Pistons fans, which I, it's funny. Like, I think both should be like very happy with the people they got. Um, but I am very like excited just to kind of see both of those guys play. Uh, but especially Jalen Green. Got to see him a couple of times in Summer League. And uh, it it's a show. He, he puts on a show.
2: Yeah, you 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 know Nima, you you, you bringing up that you got to see him bit at summer league. You know, I used I used to work at this gym over here. Uh, I'm over here in the Bay Area, and uh, and Jalen Green when he was on you know the whole team, uh, the G, the G League team, uh, they were practicing at the gym that I was working at. So every day I would see him walking in. I would see Isaiah Todd walking in. I would see Kaminga walking in. So I you know I I, I I've seen that man. So. That man is is for real, man. So real quick, let me let me highlight my guys over here, Junior and Jay Hill. So, you know, both me and Nima uh, are very strong on the point that we think Jalen Green will bring that rookie of the year home, like how Nima mentioned, because it usually comes down to stats and Jalen Green is on the rocket. So he's going to get a bunch of shots, man, this year. So Junior and Jay Hill. Junior, if you want to lead off here, who uh, do you have Jalen Green rookie of the winning rookie of the year? If not, then who?
1: No, I, I do as well. I do as well. And I think it's because of what Nima said. Uh, I think i mean, honestly, Nima hit it on the head. Like Kate Cunningham might end up becoming the better player when it's all said and done, but when we're looking at just this season, what he, what, I mean, what Kate, what, what Kate Cunningham can facilitate versus what, what uh, Jalen Green's going to be able to do. I think he's going to end up putting up the better numbers um, and ultimately winning that rookie of the year award. So I got Jalen Green as well.
0: I think, I think it's going to be very similar to like the Ant Edwards and LaMelo ball type situation where like Cade might have the more well-rounded numbers, but like Ant just had some insane games and like put up like high volume stuff. And so um, I do think that the like situations will be a little different though. Like I said, like the Hornets were pretty good. I don't think the Pistons are going to be very good. Right. And you know, flip-flop with the Timberwolves and the Rockets as well. So I do think that those little factors are what swung it Lamelo's way. So
2: yeah, yeah, and 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 what about you, Jay Hill? Do, are you feeling uh, Jalen Green is rookie of the year?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nima and Junior both said it. I think it's a lot of to do with you know what they're what they're going to be doing. Jalen Green, obviously, he's bringing that star power, like uh, Nima said, similar to LeAngelo, uh Sorry, Lamelo Ball, uh, who who won the rookie of the year last year. Well, Cade might have the better stats. Uh, Jalen's is going to be in those positions to be a real star, take those, take those shots and, and be that guy for Houston. Whereas, you know, with that backcourt, I don't know if, if Kate's going to be in that same position. So definitely Jalen for me.
2: Yeah, man, it's, it's looking, it's looking green over there in Houston, man, for the future. They got, they got a lot in, in the future, man. So, you know, Nima, as we, as we transition here, we're going to transition on from uh, Jalen Green I got to ask you about a very uh, controversial player over there in in, in Houston, and that's, and that's John Wall. Nima, you know, uh, we haven't really seen John Wall play more than 42 games since 2017. May I remind everyone it's 2021, right? So it, it's been a very long time that we've seen him play more than 50 games. So, Nima, first of all, let us know, how do you feel about John Wall? Are you looking to trade him? Can you even trust him to get
0: through a season? So from what's been like... Reported so far, um, it seems like the front office like really likes Wall. Like they really see him as like a veteran presence. I personally wish he played any other position but point. Guard. Um, like if he was like a wing or even like a power forward, <laughs> that would be fantastic. He's a point guard, and that kind of like he's gonna take the ball out of a lot of young guys' hands. I do kind of want to see what happens with the Kevin Porter Jr. point guard experiment uh that's kind of been going on um and I think it just kind of allows you to like really play the young guys more because then you don't clog up minutes at the three by playing Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. at the three so you open up minutes for guys like KJ Martin and Jay Sean Tate um and if you don't push it back to the four you open up minutes for Garuba or even like Shangoon and guys like that so I think you got to kind of figure out the like balance of minutes and see where does wall play? Who is he playing on the court with? Are you going to stagger him and Kevin Porter jr? Um, Like it's going to be a little difficult in terms of John wall. Like he didn't have the best season last year, but he was, you know, two years off of injury uh, hasn't played in the NBA in two years. And he averaged 20 and seven, like, That's pretty good. (laughs) I think that's pretty good. Um, Would you you say that's good or would you say that's empty
1: stats on a bad team?
0: I don't really think so because there was was a lot of moments that like he really was just like he was carrying the team on his back. Like I think if you watch if you watch those games um, and like I know a lot of Rockets fans will agree with me on this. We would be down like 25 at halftime. I, I really want to see the stats. I haven't looked into it, but like, what was the team that was down the most at halftime? Or, like, the <laughs> difference between like halftime and the end, like, like, I guess, sang, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, because like, the, we were down by so much in halftime so often and then like the third quarter it would be like John Wall and Christian Wood or John Wall and Oladipo John Wall but it's John Wall and somebody almost every single time like bringing us back into the game then (laughs) it would be John Wall taking us out of the game by the end of the fourth quarter so I think that is kind of the transition that we need from him it's like hey you're not closing the game like Do what you need to keep us in the game. Do what you need to be the guy who's, like, keeping everybody afloat, keeping everybody, like, alert. Be the leader on the court. Like, be our leader. But we don't need you going out there at the end of the game, you know, ISO, getting your own bucket every time. We got other guys for that, so leave it off to the other
1: guys. And how do you think a conversation like that goes with a player like John Wall, who is, on paper, probably the best player on the team, on paper – Yeah. And you tell him, yo, you're the best player of the team, but I don't want you closing the games. I just want you doing all the work to get us there. How do you think that goes over?
0: I think, I think first of all, last year was very much like a test to himself. Like I can still do this. Right. So that's why he was going and taking over and stuff like that. Like, and I think he did, like, I think he kind of proved that he proved he's still an NBA player. He might not be worth $45 million, uh, but he's still an NBA player. He's still a serviceable, serviceable player. I do think that he'd be better on a team where he's like the third option. Um, and unfortunately last year he had to play as the first option a lot. So I think now this year with Christian Wood, Kevin Porter, Jr., Jalen Green, like two of those guys are probably going to be option number one and number two. So I think wall is going to be pushed down to three or four, which I think is probably better suited for him. Just kind of run the offense. Um, and I think he's going to you kind of put re- him
1: over John Jalen green already. You could put Jalen green over John wall already
0: by the end of the season. Um, and I do think like, in terms of like what the team wants, like they want to, they just got the second pick. It's time to invest in him.
2: Like okay. it's time to get It's yeah. time
0: to get him his touches. Like he come off the bench, but at some point, you know, LaMelo balls, same thing. He came mm-hmm. off the bench for a little bit and then he, he took yeah. over and then he started being yeah. the point guard. Um, yeah. I think that'll end up being the case, even if John Wall's better, because um, if you go back and you look at what happened when John Wall first got drafted, number one overall, who was on that team, Gilbert Arenas, uh, one of the best players, in my opinion, if, if nothing, if there, you know, nothing had happened to him, no injury and also no gunplay, um, arguably one of the best players of all time. Like this dude was a bucket. Um, and, like, one of the best in the league at that. And John Wall comes in, and Gilbert Arenas knows he's a little bit past his time, and and somebody else is getting the reins here. Um, And they've talked about that, like, on a podcast before together, uh, on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, and about how, like, he really, you know, was he, he had to hand over for John wall. So John wall has been in Jalen Green's shoes before, and someone has done that for him. I think we're going to see him play a similar role this year for, for Jalen where he he hands over the reins to to Jalen really helps him come along that first year. So I, I do think he probably gets traded at some point. I don't think it will be, before the beginning of the season. I think Eric Gordon probably is gone before the beginning of the season. Um, but I think John Wall, like, trade deadline at earliest. Maybe next offseason, we just buy him out.
3: Yeah. So, Anima, so that brings me to my next question, guys. So let's play – let's put you in Steve and Silas' shoes uh, for right for next – this upcoming season. So when I look at the, the Rockets, you know, lineup and, and roster this year, I see kind of a logjam you know, at at the, in the backcourt, you know, you got John Wall, you got Jalen Green, uh, you got Jay Sean Tate, you got Eric Gordon, you know, you got, you got the young guys and you got the veterans on that roster. So let's talk about who you got in your starting lineup. Uh, If you're Steven Silas, you know, you mentioned John Wall and and that, is he going to start? Is he going to be starting? Who's in your second unit? What does that look like for you? Uh, So I probably,
0: I probably start John Wall at the one. Um, Jalen Green at the two, Kevin Porter Jr. at the three, because he's already played minutes at the three. And he honestly looks like he's gone a lot bigger this off season. Uh, if you've seen any of the videos and working out off season, this off season, he looks like he's probably like six, six um, and like broad, like he's getting broader. I think he can probably guard threes a little bit, at least at the start of games. And then you sub out John Wall and put KPJ at the point guard and stagger them for the rest of the game that way. Yeah. Um, At the four, this one might be a little controversial. I would put K.J. Martin. Um, I love K.J. Martin. I think he has potential to be one of the better players on the team. Um, I think he just needs to be in a situation where, like, the ball doesn't need to be in his hands. He can cut. He can move. He can screen. He can, you know, be in the pick and roll. He can be in the pick and pop. You can get him open shots. Like, I also think he – can be a little bit of like a secondary playmaker, you know, make the right swing pass or, uh, you know, drive in and kick out or something like that. I do think he's going to be a really good defender. I think he's a really good help defender. And with Christian Wood playing at the center, who's who I would start center, um, you kind of need someone who's going to be able to help Wood there. If he's not able to guard the Embiid's, Jokic's, um, you know, uh cats of the league you know the bigger bodies they turn around over him there's kj martin to block you that happened a lot this year <laughs> like if you're seven feet kj martin's coming for you he blocked evan mobley like i i haven't seen him go up against a seven footer and not block him. like and that's anic- anecdotal like i'm i'm pretty sure that hasn't happened but just hmm. from like memory at least yeah uh <laughs> But, like, I would probably start those five. Um, you know, there is Eric Gordon. Like, do you start Jalen Green over Eric Gordon? I do think Eric Gordon's a six man. Like, I think starting him was probably the downfall of the Rockets, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, and then you also have guys like Jay Sean Tate, who, you know, was just second or he was his first team all rookie. Um, but I do think he's kind of someone who you can bring in with the second unit and make sure, make sure the second unit is like always going really well. And then you could probably use them to like end games or um, if there's, you need a defensive stopper you throw Jay Shante in there. But I do think, you know, I think if the nice little mix of like vets and potential in the, in the uh, starting lineup with, with Wall and Wood there, and then the three young guys, I, I, that's, that's at least how I would go with it.
3: Yeah, no. I, I just wanted to get a feel of what you had uh, in mind for your lineups next season, because uh, because you guys broke a league record last season, you know, with, with thirty players for the wrong reasons, you know. So uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be nice for you guys to have, you know, building towards the future. Uh, with, yeah, with a lot of injuries. Right, right. So <laughs> uh, so that that leads us to our next segment um, that I have here. It's called the Clutch Talk Timeout. So. What what we do here is ask you a question about who who you have, uh, you know, down the stretch and key moments. You know, you talked about John Wall bringing them, keeping them in games and, and doing this and that. But who who will be the guy next year uh, in, in clutch in clutch moments? Are you going to Jalen Green? Or are you sticking with John Wall? Are you going to Christian Wood down low? Who's who's that guy for you next year for the Rockets?
0: So I think if it's a game where like KPJ or Green or Wood have the hot hand, like there's putting up 30 or like even 25 plus I think you go to them like you just trust them and see because you at some point you want one of those guys to be the guy right like you don't want them to not have that experience not be able to see if you even got it in you um and so I think you know let's say Christian Wood has 32 points and you need someone who can go and score in the next position I'd probably go to Christian Wood Um, I think if it's like kind of like a run-of-the-mill game, like no one's really going crazy, you just give it to John Wall and see what he can do. You know, he might not take the shot, but see if he can find somebody in open look or something like that. Um, At the end, like, we don't really have anybody on the team other than John Wall who has, like, been there, done that, in terms of that type of situation. Kevin Porter Jr. has had, like, two or three moments in his career where he hit a big shot at the end. And obviously, like, all the guys have – been in close game situations just because they've been on the team for a year, but like nobody to the extent of what John wall has gone through. And so I do think that like that experience does come a little bit handy. I think last year he just tried to do too much. And now that you kind of have to put the trust in your teammates, like you need to, because they need you to trust them in order to develop. Um, And I think the team is coming to that understanding I do think that like you can you can trust putting the ball in John Wall's hands for the last like minute or two and he'll either get a good look for himself or find a good look for somebody else. So so
2: Nima, you know m- moving uh, moving on to, to our next point here. I got to I got to ask you something Nima, uh, something huge actually that when I look at the Houston roster, I don't know if the Houston fans realize the gem that they have in Christian Wood. Do you realize it? Because that man is going to be a max player someday. I'm telling you right now, Christian (laughs) Wood will be a max player someday. And he hasn't had the chance up until now. Look, the the man's been in the league for seven years and he's been on seven different teams. So he hasn't had a chance to have uh, any stability, anybody believe in him. And now with the Rockets giving him that stability, giving him the contract, believing in him. I'm telling you, man, I can see Christian Wood. He's going to blow up and become a max player. So do, do Houston fans feel as highly as I
0: do on Christian Wood? There's a lot of fans that do. I will say I lean more like I'm like at the 80 percentile of like, I really, really, really like Wood. I do think that he can pan out and become like an all-star type player. Uh, like I do think that, you know, he will be close to a max contract player if not a max contract player, probably in like Chris money type, you know, $30 million a year. Um, I do think it, you know, it has a lot to do with him staying healthy. Um, that ankle killed him last year. He was so much better before the ankle injury. Like the numbers don't even tell the tale, uh, just the way he moved, the way he played, like that first 15 to 20 games of the season, he was dominant. And then like, after that, it was just like lingering around. Um, so I do, you know, he needs to get healthier. Um, just needs to play bigger, maybe even get a little bigger. Um, And, you know, we just need to see him get more reps. Like he has like not even a full NBA season worth of like good games under his belt. And I don't even mean like good, like, you know, 82 good performances. I mean like 82 games of you playing starter minutes, playing against starters. Like we, we haven't seen that yet. So um, it's hard to kind of like be like fully bought in, especially with the Rockets going and like trading up to get Alper and Shangun, who plays the same position. Uh, you know, maybe you move Christian Wood down to the four, but like what's what kind of happens there? Um, I do think Shangun is like a really good player. I do think he is going to end up being very good. We, um, I've never seen a big man as flexible as he is. <laughs> um there's he has pictures of him doing like the like full splits like it's absolutely ridiculous um and he like he just doesn't i think he needs to get used to the nba a little bit um and so like he's probably gonna back up wood but i wouldn't be surprised if like by year two or three he's like kind of on par um i think wood will probably end up being a four um And I think he just kind of needs more reps. Like if he is what he is right now, I won't be surprised if the Rockets trade him because you want more than that, probably like, you know, 22 and nine and kind of dealing with injuries on and off all the time. Like, that's not really what you need. Um, Where like, if he ends up being like the guy he was pre-injury and he can prove he can stay healthy. I think you have a really good piece that, Whenever Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. are you know, 24, 23 years old and kind of really coming into their own, you have this anchor guy in his prime at like 29 um, who can really lead, be your leader for those teams. So I do think it kind of depends on what happens this year. Um, if he's healthy, if he plays better than he did towards the end of last season, then you know, we might be talking about Christian Wood getting the extension. If it's a similar season to last year, we might be talking about him getting traded next offseason. So it just kind of depends.
2: Yeah, man. Christian Wood, he he could go up, could go down. But, man, I just – the the way that I see the league transitioning into you know it's that uh you, all teams really have that versatile big to run a pick and roll and throw the lob and that Christian Wood is a perfect big to run that pick and roll and throw yeah. and throw the lob too. He's also a, a a good defender, man. You know what I'm saying? He could he could be out there uh holding it down and helping the Rockets because I mean as we know, like the Rockets hasn't been known for to be the greatest you know the de- de- defensive teams of all time. So I think that Christian Wood being a defensive presence and the lob threat. I, I think that, 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 that could be huge over there in a, in Houston, but Nima, I want to ask you about a player that we we mentioned earlier and you, you, so you talked a little bit about Kevin Porter jr. You said experience, experiencing him at the one. Uh, um, I know he, last year, he got a couple of minutes at the three. Yeah, like how you said, he's put on, he's put on a couple of weights. So he might even be able to guard threes and fours like throughout, throughout the season. But, you know I, what I want to ask you, Nima, is do do you really believe in in Kevin in, in Kevin Porter to the point where you're willing to, you, you're willing to like if you got if you got um okay here's a hypothetical if you got a trade for let's say a Pascal Siakam type player right that that level type of player but they wanted a, they wanted a Kevin Porter Jr. in return you know Kevin Porter Jr. isn't Pascal right now. But, I mean, I think Pascal has kind of reached the ceiling. I don't, I don't see Pascal coming down court and doing anything else that, more than he's doing right now. And Kevin Porter, I, man, like, he's got a tremendous ceiling. So would you be willing to, you know, uh, sacrifice that for, uh, for a player of that caliber, you know, a Pascal or players like that?
0: So I'm personally in the camp of, like, I wouldn't trade any of our young guys uh, other, unless it's, like, an upgrade for another young guy. Um, like if we're trading for like a 24, or 25 year old who, or not, not even 24, or 25, but if we're trading for like a 26 or 27 year old, who's like a borderline all-star, um, just to like see if we can make like a playoff push. Like I would prefer the result be like, like there's some Rockets fans who don't want to make the play in. I don't want to make the play in if it means we traded one of our young guys to make the play in. I do want to make the plan if we kept the exact same roster and it's like, oh, we made the plan. Like, that means somebody was way better than we expected them to be. (laughs) Like, that means something happened with this team that we were like, nobody was really expecting this to happen by the end of the season. And that's why we ended up at the nine seed, or this is why we ended up at the 10 seed. Like, that's what I would prefer rather than being like, oh, we traded like KPJ and like Eric Gordon and this guy and this guy. And we brought back like Pascal Siakam, for example. Um, and then, like, we got the nine seed because of that. Like, I feel like that is not very satisfying in terms of Kevin Porter Jr. Like, I really like him. Um, there was a couple of polls that were running around in Rocket Twitter. Uh, Xavier Thibodeau he had one um, at Zay Iceman one twenty or one seventy one, I think. Uh, but he he's also putting out good content too. If you guys want to check out Rocket stuff, um, but he had a poll that was like, "Who's your favorite Rockets player?" Um, like who's your favorite person on the on the roster? And like Kevin Porter Jr. like swept that. And I was like, I'm surprised more people don't like Jalen Green. I'm surprised, like, my my like I think my favorite is Jalen Green, and then my second favorite is KJ Martin, and like nobody even said KJ Martin. And I was like, damn, it's like people love Kevin Porter Jr. in Houston. Um, and I love him too. I think he's gonna be a really, really good player. I think he has a lot of tools, I think he's super talented. Um, I'm really excited to kind of see this point guard project that they're doing with him. Uh, See if he can actually play the point guard. He had some good assist games he had He's a really nice passer, but like, is that something that we can expect him to do constantly, especially next to Jalen green? Um, that's something that I'm kind of like looking forward to see, or is he going to have to kind of be like a two or a three, you know, guarding wings, playing against wings. Um, but I do think he's going to be part of the team kind of long-term. Like he's really talented, man. Like, and there's the red flags and stuff, but since he's been to Houston, like nothing has really happened. Um, You know, he went to Mexico and took some pictures that made him look like wild, but he's a wild (laughs) kid. Like there's, that's nothing that nobody doesn't know. And then um, like this, the stuff that happened at the strip club in Miami uh, where he got fined, but he was like, Sterling Brown was going to, like, he saved a life. Like, Kevin Porter Jr. saved a life with that. And they were only at the strip club because it was Kelly Olenek's birthday. Uh, and, you know, he's back in Miami, so I understand. Um, <laughs> and, and so, like, I don't really see the character issues really becoming a thing. Like, people don't know who John Lucas is. Like, this dude has made a career out of dealing with Kevin Porter Jr.'s. Like he's had many Kevin Porta juniors walk through his door and walk out of his door. like, this is like, I I do think that he's the perfect kind of coach to kind of be in uh, KPJ's ear. Um, He does remind me a lot of Steve Francis, which is a little unfortunate because Steve Francis is another guy who had those character issues, had that like, kind of like on court flair that just made you fall in love with his play style. But eventually just kind of like, it it doesn't fit with what the team wants to do. Um and that's kind of the way I'm afraid this Rockets team might fall to. Um, but I don't think he's gonna be the odd man out. I I do think the odd man out would it probably end up being a guy like Christian Wood. Um but I there's also, you know, the world that Kevin Porter Jr. like let's say he just doesn't mesh well with Jalen Green. Um, but like I think you get these young, vibrant personalities, and you know, KPJ, Jalen Green, KJ Martin, even Christian Wood. Um, the like the, the the vibes in Houston are fantastic. Um, and I think that's like another thing that like with Evan Mobley, that like just kind of touching back on that, like. Uh, his dad was a coach at USC. So his dad was there when Kevin Porter Jr. was doing whatever the hell he was doing at USC. So, you know, you have a little bit of bad blood there and everything. If you bring a guy like Evan Mobley into the team, like you're kind of pushing out the chance of, you know, giving KPJ really like his, like I think if if any team is going to get him to work out, it's the Houston Rockets, just because of like the coaching staff we have around him. So like, I think he's going to be really good. He's probably one of my favorite players, and I think he's probably the second most talented guy on the roster outside of Jalen Green. Um, I just think, you know, he needs the practice. He needs to get there, and he needs the touches. I think that, you know, starting at the beginning of the year, how I said earlier, like options one, two, and three, option one is probably going to be Christian Wood. I do think option two should be Kevin Porter Jr. right off the bat, um, and then probably three, Wall, and four, Jalen Green. But, um, you know, we'll see if KPJ stays there at two. He could be the number one option right of the, end. like, you never know. This dude dropped 50 on Drew Holiday. Like, not many people can say that, like, ever. That's true. Not many people ever can say that. Thanks.
1: So, Nima, let me ask you a question. So, um, and I'm reaching back here to the beginning of the episode. So, you know, you remember when I, when I opened, I kind of said, you know, the Rockets have been a polarizing team because a couple years ago, they were, you know, they were fighting for a title. I mean, Uh, i'm obviously i don't know if you know jay hill's a big warriors fan so obviously there was a lot of back and forth there (laughs) back in the uh the, the cp3 james harden days but um anyway i think one of the big two turning the two big turning points for uh the rockets going from where they were to where they are now was obviously the james harden trade but i think another one that maybe is less talked about is their attempt at going at small ball. Right. So they shipped out, uh, they shipped out Clint Capella and that's actually what I wanted to ask. Cause I think, I mean, did they get, I think it was Robert Covington and, and then some picks back, um, but um, I want to know what you thought about that trade as that, that's kind of what set forth in motion, the events that led to small ball, ultimately the failure of small ball, uh which led to then trading you know russell westbrook for john wall i mean it was just a domino effect right i don't even know yeah. if that had to do with Harden. so but i kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it
0: yeah man i loved capella i love capella like this year in the in the playoffs like i'm sure you guys had noticed at one point that there was like a lot of rockets like former rockets in the playoffs like they, there was a whole thing about how, like, P.J. Tucker had to go through his entire starting five to get to his ring. Um Pelicans, too, by the way. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, like with a guy like with Clint Capella, like, especially the way he played in Atlanta this year, I was like, ah, God damn it! Like, <laughs> this is the one thing we need is, like, a, a really good rim protector. Like, that's the one thing we're kind of missing. Um right. And he was young, like he's 25, like 26 now, like he, he's still the same age as Christian Wood. And, you know, people say you probably couldn't have like guy and Christian Wood because there is the whole, like, it started off as Capella and a pick for Covington and then Covington for two picks and a Risa and then a Risa and a pick for Christian Wood in a pick Um And so, like, everything works out. You ended up trading Clint Capella for Christian Wood. Um, But I do think, like, kind of going back on that trade, and I always kind of harp at this, is, like, they should have really tried to get a deal done with Eric Gordon instead. Um, Is it Eric
3: or Aaron?
0: Eric. Eric Gordon. okay. And, like, kind of get Eric Gordon out there and keep uh, Clint Capella. But there was a whole thing of, like, how Clint Capella and Russ couldn't mesh. I didn't understand that because Russ just played with Stephen Adams and, like, made Steven Adams look amazing.
2: Um,
0: And so, like, how was that, like, how how can Russ not play with a more athletic center and Clint Capella? Um, That was very unfortunate when he got traded because you lost a huge part of your offense, which was the pick and roll with Harden and Capella. And I don't think I, like, you lose a lot of your, like, threat as an offense whenever you do something like that um and so like i do think it was it's like that was really really tough um and then you went small and i think there was like also some subtle like just really small things throughout the season that like kind of crippled everything like we needed a big man in there desperately and you know you you made small trades that like like and not not that he would have helped against the lakers whatsoever but you chose chris clemens a five foot nine point guard over seven foot tall isaiah hartenstein who at the beginning of the season had like a 17 and 16 game and then followed it up with like another 15 and 15 game and there was people saying to start him over capella like it like he was doing pretty well you stop playing him completely like i think this is something that like the rockets front office just like has had problems with before they kind of did the same thing with mason jones this year but that there was some other stuff to happen with that um but like they you know they just kind of stopped playing him games he kind of lost his mojo and he didn't really play much after that and he got cut same thing happened with isaiah hartenstein so it just kind of like you know, you did a couple bad moves here and there, and then you, you're relying on a 35-year-old P.J. Tucker to lock up Anthony Davis. Uh, you don't have anybody who can really guard LeBron other than Eric Gordon, who's on his, like, fourth knee surgery of his career. Like, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah um, you. And, you know, the real domino effect is maybe we hit a couple threes in 2017, 2018, and we don't decide to throw everything in the fire a couple of years later. <laughs> um, you know, maybe Scott Foster makes a couple of nice calls. and <laughs> Things go a different way. Um, maybe Chris Paul doesn't go down, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, ifs ands that kind of go in Rockets history, which is unfortunate. I it hates to like, you hate to be the team. That's like, Oh, if this happened, you know? Um, but that's just kind of how things worked out with like the entire James Harden era. And uh, there's some people that have hope that he comes back to the Rockets one day uh, after the Nets thing. I do think it would be cool, especially because uh, he just had James Harden weekend back uh, like James Harden or J.H. Town weekend, um, which is like for his birthday. He had the softball game and Kevin Porter Jr. was out there. Jalen Green was out there. Josh Christopher was out there like. He was taking pictures with all the rookies, hanging out with all of them. So, like, yeah, he's getting a relationship still, like, has a relationship with all of the, like, Houston players. Um, And so, you know, maybe one day he comes back after he wins a ring or something in Brooklyn and plays with guys like Green and KPJ and Wood in their prime. And uh, as, like, a vet, I think that would be a cool situation. Uh, Will it happen? We'll see. But I feel like it's a lot of wishful thinking, so –
2: yeah. <clears throat> but I mean you gotta have wishful thinking, man, for, 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 your, for your team, man. So I I like that, Nima. Nima, so as, as we start to uh wrap up here, uh these two questions that we like to ask here at these, these fan interviews is Nima, you know, barring health, you know, we, we can't we can't we can't control health. We don't know what injuries are gonna happen. So if you have a healthy roster, you have a healthy season, what seed do you guys finish in next
0: year? um i'll go optimistically uh let's say you know healthy roster everything kind of start goes well i think like you know jalen green probably rookie of the year uh john Wall has a more effective year uh if eric gordon's healthy that's huge like he's a, he's a good player like he just he's just hurt all the time like people forget he's actually a really good player um and then you know kp jade's takes a little leap. And like I said, if Christian Wood stays healthy this year plays plays like he did beforehand. I think realistically, like you're looking at Christian Wood, probably a borderline all-star. Like he was a borderline all-star. He was in that mix at some point last season. Um, And people just forget like he was considered a snub or whatever the, the selections went through Uh, or like one of the last man's out. And so if he would have stayed healthy, he's probably an all-star last year. Um, John Wall's if he has a more effective season, which I think he will, year two coming back from injury, like you're looking at an all-star, a really good player, some really good young players who can put up big numbers, like sort of at will, and then really good depth. Like we are a deep team with guys like Shengun, who would probably be number eight or number seven in a normal rotation because they want to develop him or something, he might not even be able to be number 10 on our roster because we have so many vets still. Like we still have David Nawaba, We still have Daniel House. We have Daniel Tice, um, DJ Augustine. Like we have all of these like random players still on our roster that like, it kind of sucks because we want to develop all these guys and there's just like so many people playing ahead of them, but it's also like, all right, I mean, like, let's roll out and see what happens. You got to remember, these guys don't want to lose. And a lot of them, like, are in the part of their career where they want to get better. and They need to get better, like, day in and day out, every single game. Like, the goal is to get better. Um, I think we're probably looking at, like, a nine seed at best. And, you know, maybe you win a couple games, you get the eight seed in the playoffs, or you get the seven seed in the playoffs. and uh, Or not seven. Yeah, maybe you get the eight seed in the playoffs and you – I think that would be a great that like if if people would be upset because we wouldn't be getting like Paolo or Jaden Hardy in the draft or something, but like you made the playoff team after being the worst team in the league. Like that's That's fantastic. So, but like, I do think realistically we're probably a 12 seed. Um, I do think like the Spurs are probably worse than us. OKC is probably worse than us. Um, And then I wouldn't be surprised if like Sacramento doesn't do a lot or like one of these other, you know, teams that I, n- nobody off the top of my head, but any of those other teams are kind of like in the bottom of the lottery every year, if, if the, the Rockets just kind of are a little bit better than them. I think we're probably like a 12 seed. Um, but Hopefully things go well this season. Last season was the worst. It, like it could have gotten worse. Yeah. Uh like we had a we had a lineup of like Kyrie Thomas, Justin Patton, and like I don't know, just like random people playing yeah. together that who like had a max of like 80 games combined in, in their career. And you know next season hopefully like we actually can have a little bit of consistency i'm hoping the karma kind of spins back so <laughs> yeah
2: the 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 good thing about the bottom is you can only go up man so that that that's good so uh so nima uh, our last question that we like to ask here is nima uh, as a uh, as a rockets fan if you could give us one word or one phrase to describe how you feel about last season and then one word or one phrase about how you feel about this upcoming season all right hold on <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, one word for last season, um, I guess I'll say a phrase, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's over. Don't got to worry about it anymore. Um, that was tough to watch, especially after like watching James Harden, who like, I don't know if you don't like him, if you don't like watching him, it's because you're on the other side. Like I would hate watching my team get dropped 60 on as well. Like that sucks. Um, especially whenever like your favorite player is getting crossed up on a nightly basis. Whenever you're watching James Harden though, and you're like actually appreciating him, that dude's insane to watch. Like, yeah, he has his frustrating moments, but to admit, like the good moments were so much better. So last year, watching like Jay Sean Tate go ISO, um, it was a little bit of like change of pace. Uh, and no, no disrespect to Jay Sean Tate, I love Jay Sean Tate. Um, mm-hmm. but then I guess a word for this season, um, I'll say ready, like ready. These guys are ready to go. They're, they're gearing up like Jalen green's ready to go out there and kick some ass. Like Ken Porter Junior.'s ready to go out there and kick some ass. Christian Wood, like John wall, like the fans, the fans are ready, man. Like we watched like Nima's ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Like <laughs> hey. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Like I'm not going to be in Houston, but I'm going to try and catch all the games that are up in the Northeast. Um, you know, we went through all that, like annoying games in and out. Like, sitting and watching and supporting and watching us get blown out. (laughs) But like next year, like, you know, it might still be the same thing, but hopefully it's a little more fun.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, I, I I like your two words, Nima. I like it. It's over and ready, man. That that, that that's good. So uh, so Nima, um, we're we're en- we're entering here our closing segment. We do we have a little closing segment here on Clutch Talk called Guess the Player. This is the way Guess the Player works, Nima. Um, I have I have three players here listed. Both uh, both UJ Hill and Junior. You guys each have two guesses to guess the player. I have a bunch of their accolades, things that they did, things that they were known for. And uh, we, just, we just guess it off. You, you ready? All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Our first player. He has the same jersey number retired by his college and his NBA team. He's a five-time All Defensive First Team member, a two-time rebounding leader, a two-time Finals MVP. Okay. Oh, yes, Jakeem. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go there you go guys there you go all right all right here we go next player next player here this next player he's played for four teams he's a one-time all-star he's a big 10 freshman of the year this guy got drafted to the lakers then went to the nets then went to the warriors D'Angelo russell Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, oh, sir. Yeah. I was yes, still thinking I
0: was still thinking Rockets players. I said a key for the first one, so it threw me off. I was, that, like, that, that, that's I was like, like, he went to the when did he go to the Rockets? Like
2: <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that yeah, the, the first one is always throwing them off here, but all right, all right, here we go. Jenner's on Jinners on a tear, man. All, all right. right. Let's let, let, let's let's do this last prayer here. This last player, he is a 11 time all-star a one-time all-star game mvp four-time nba first team member a seven-time all uh, all M- first nba team defense a two-time what was that was that a guess right. no, 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 no okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i was just
0: saying damn like seven-time all defense that's crazy yeah
2: it a is. two-time gold medalist uh rookie of the year Ooh. okay this guy has zero wings and got real close to getting a ring
1: can i ask can i ask for a sub hint on this one go ahead did go he ahead. get really close to getting a ring as a primary player or as an option on a team that almost won
2: mm. What is? does i this? think i know i mean you could you you i i i, I you, you could go both ways. You, you could go okay. both ways. It, sure. I, I you could. I don't think he was a primary player on the on a championship team, okay. but some s- some could. Um, okay, he's uh, known to be a, a great team leader. A is great, it Chris Paul. It is Chris Paul, Nima. <laughs> it is Chris Paul oh, for sure.
1: He's the main. Op- so I, I was thinking Tracy. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, is the main option. Devin Booker. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but but CP3, I mean he was a starter, like Tracy McGrady lost to the to the to the Heat when he was on that Spurs team, but like Tracy McGrady on the Spurs wasn't Tracy McGrady that we know and love. Okay. so that's why I was thinking, like, was he a primary rush? But CP3 for See, sure I, mean, he I was a
0: starter. I was thinking Chris Paul until you said that last hint of uh what was it? The the like is he a primary yeah. player? Yeah, or, no, no, no. It, it was it was the is he a primary player, and then I started thinking, like, is it Kyle Lowry? And then oh yeah, I thought Lowry,
3: but no rings
0: and, and yeah, and then I was like, but then no rings, and then I was like and also and so I just got really confused, but yeah, I mean Chris Paul. <laughs> okay, I'm I- telling you if Abe hey, and and no offense, but if if he uh if he stays healthy i don't think I don't think the warriors win that ring um. Ooh, <laughs> Jay Hill, uh, Jay Hill. Hey, but, but, but 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 no, But that's the thing. Like he, I whatever he says, I just have to take it because he actually got to see them win the ring. and We didn't win the ring, so J Hill. <laughs> hey, hey, Jay Hill. Rebuttal, quick. Roberto. I can talk all my shit. All he has to do is just show me the ring. And- hey, no, no. I mean,
3: realistically, <laughs> the momentum that they had—it's hard to argue it, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <got to> <laughs> at the end it's of the tough. day you
3: play who's in front of you so it's yeah.
0: time thanks
2: man thanks man so I think this is a good place for us to go ahead and here and end it man uh Nima we want to thank you man very very much you know for you uh coming on here making time and as 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 we saw you're extremely knowledgeable uh Rockets fan extremely knowledgeable, <laughs> and just NBA fan Nima so we just want to thank you, man. And for all, the, for, for, for all the fans, I want to make sure that, you know, before we sign out of here, all the fans go check out, go go check out your pod, the Gen Z Rockets pod, man. And go check out all, all, all your work, man. I'm going to, uh, for all the people watching on YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and put your Twitter uh, right there and write you a little bubble so everybody can, uh, can, can go follow. But do you have any last words you want to say? Nima?
0: Uh, no, man. I appreciate y'all having me on here. This is a lot of fun. Um, you know, always love talking about the Rockets, always love talking about the NBA. Uh, I'm really excited for this season. The offseason, so damn long. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is a very long offseason, man. So, Jay J- Hill, you got any last words before we uh, sign off here? Nah, Nima, appreciate you
3: coming on. Great guest and appreciate you talking to Rockets.
1: Jenna, what about you? Yes, sir. now I appreciate you, man. It was lots of fun. You obviously know a lot about the Rockets, so it was exciting to have you on and just appreciate your time, brother.
2: Yes, sir, man. So if all the if if all the fans are gonna make make sure to go follow Nima. Make sure to go follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, man. It's at Clutch Talk One. I will put it right here, right in this little bubble, man. So you guys can go ahead and and uh, go follow that, man. So uh, if that's if that's all out the way, then we can go ahead and sign off here. So we out here, y'all. Clutch Talk out.
0: Peace. Oh,